You're listening to Lost and Sound. My name's Paul Hanford. I'm a writer, a podcaster, and a DJ in Berlin. And I've always believed that one of the best ways we come together is through music. And through this series, we meet the innovators, the outsiders, the mavericks, the people who, when they make music, they do it utterly in their own way. Past guests have included Peaches, Chili Gonzalez, Ghost Poet, Letitia Sadier, and first and more. And each week, I have a conversation with someone who I think approaches music in a fresh and exciting way. Hey, how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you're having a really lovely morning. It's super sunny here in Berlin. I'm speaking to you on the 9th of May, 2022. And you're about to hear on this week's Lost and Sound, the podcast where we meet the innovators, the outsiders, the mavericks, the artists that do it their way. And we have a conversation about art and creativity and life and where it comes from and who we are. I have a conversation with the very wonderful Rosa Anschutz. Rosa, based between... Vienna and Berlin, although is foremost known as a, a musician, she does use, has used the term transmedia arts as a sort of umbrella transcriptor, I guess, for the different disciplines that she encompasses and, and practices that she does between sound, music, film and photography. Well, this is one of the conversations that I had before I switched off to write my book. Um, so we had this conversation, I think it was about November last year. And at the time, her most recent thing that she had released was the Sublime Amazing Votive album. Which I think is just a truly transcendental piece of music. And, and, and if you know me and if you listen to this podcast, you know I love a good bit of transcendental music. And you know I love sounds and the way they combine that transport you to, to some kind of other realm. And there is something very ritualistic in, in that process. And we do touch upon that. Since we spoke, she signed with Ellen Alien's Berlin-based B-Pitch label. And she started re uh, releasing a string of, of new tracks onto her band camp. And she's currently touring. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Just to say beforehand, my book, Coming to Berlin, 
is available now is available now in the shops and orderable online from Velocity Press. And if you'd like to donate the price of a coffee to the production costs of making Lost and Sound, uh, tap up the link in, in the show descriptor. Really hope you enjoyed this interview with Rosa Anschultz. Where, where are you at the moment? I'm in my studio in Vienna, like surrounded with uh, my acoustic walls and, and instruments. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a small room with a door and there's some other larger um, shared spaces um, with other artists. So also from different fields, which is very interesting. Um, but I have my room where I can also like um, kind of withdraw. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always good to have the withdrawing space as well as the social combination, isn't it? Yeah, and also just sound-wise, I mean, it has to be an absorbed and kind of um, yeah, safe uh, safe room. Yeah, just acoustically. You mentioned about uh, there being other kinds of disciplines of artists around, and, and you mm-hmm. yourself describe yourself as a transmedia artist. Yeah. Uh, how do you see all of the different strands of things that you do as being kind of connected? Is there that they all kind of gel together as the, as expressions of you, or do you sort of compartmentalize them very much? Um, I mean, in general, um, I'm having my problems with terms or I think words have a very strong um, or are such a strong um, expression that we can make and hard to grasp. Like one one word can't can't hardly um, grasp something um, entirely. But um, I mean, there was this term transmedia arts, which I found kind of uh, relating because just arts are like... um, from, from the studies, I mean, I studied transmedia arts. That was the um, degree I did uh, finish in summer with a diploma. Um, and there's fine arts and um, transmedia arts. I could a bit more relate because you're still, you can do basically what you want, but there's a certain grip on um, an actuality or some, some terms or um, some topics that you had within these uh, studies, even though the like sometimes we were hardly um, lacking on 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 some uh, um, dynamics in there concerning female and male and <laughs> like stuff like that. But it it it's, it doesn't have this classic touch of of um, arts like fine arts, um, like old old German school. That's what I think of. I know it's very differently seen, but um, yeah. But then. On the other hand, just using that term because doing or I'm having an output which has been music very early on and also other things like, I don't know, and I wouldn't call them a profession, um, but it's just what's coming out and somehow transmedia kind of can describe it or when I'm being asked. (laughs) It's always good to have some kind of term that you feel comfortable because there's so many terms um like you sort of mentioned about the the difficulty with words there's so every word has a connotation um as well as describing something is also a box and do you feel that there are quite a lot of boxes that that artists can kind of fall into yeah definitely i I don't know i don't feel like um there has been i mean we found new terms we found um, i mean to use trans it's like 
the trans word it's coming from from a whole different discussion and then to put it in arts in order to to have the students be more able to do what they want mm. or to feel like they want but also we had a focus then again on on find your output and concentrate on your output and when you look at arts um it's still um like mainly the the things that are i mean economically or, or mm. i mean it's super trocken right now but um it's still paintings or i mean not mm. still paint but it's paintings and, and sculpture uh, that is profoundly um has a is not stagnate like stagnating on on its value and i don't know i think there hasn't been so much change <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> or it doesn't feel like at least i mean just um hasn't become more modern or more um yeah but also that some like uh, i don't want to make statements you know like not at all i i understand i think there's a subtle difference in well there's, there's a massive difference but it's in a subtle tone difference between making a statement and uh expressing something that you feel yeah. you know from yeah. your and i'm i'm kind of understanding you're expressing what you feel and um for what it's worth i don't particularly have much of a grip on the german art world but i do have a fairly okay grip on the english art world and i it's definitely mm. something i've encountered in my life that there's a sort of a very hierarchical structure to to becoming a fine artist or how artworks are judged that you don't get for example well you do get it but in a completely different way if you're just a musician you know <laughs> um there's is a sort of there's a lack of democracy you know as far as i i can see but again that is the same thing of me putting my own opinion rather than kind of making a fact on that as well yeah. you know? <laughs> but opinions are very um important <laughs> i mean exactly how you start <laughs> totally so, and and i find yeah. sometimes um conversation or dis really important discussion can issue problems where where if you don't feel that you have the language to discuss something you feel mm -hmm. like you can be excluded out of a discussion when you your your opinion might have come from real feeling and experience mm. yeah i don't know something that has been with me today was a was an article because i um i mean i have a small radio show um i do since one year and i have this idea of doing it i mean every month honestly i'm having um like in the beginning of of the month i have always like i ah, should uh, total <laughs> care as in seven days damn it i have to like i like usually I try to invite um, guests for a podcast and so I have a kind of, I try to really plan it, but to make it once a month, like with things getting more uh, swifty and um, mm. it turns out to not be that easy always. Um, but still I have this radio show on the Hong Kong community radio and I thought about it a lot. I mean, I also had exchange with the guy from the Hong Kong because it's like Hong Kong community and mm. I just kept on asking myself if I should do that show there and if there's if there is someone probably in Hong Kong, especially with the situation right now, who needs the the space, um, I would likely give it and and like step out. But um yeah, I spoke with the radio a lot of times and I'm happy to have the show. So but still um I'm always uh yeah, I'm keep on checking um 
the news in, in Hong Kong and also on, on the guys working at the radio station. And there was an article by New York Times, I think this morning, showing artworks from, from uh, like Hong Kong artists and mm. all the artworks were um, referring to the situation. I mean, I mean, it was also because of the article. So the selection was based on, on the politics, but I also thought on, um, I mean, of course, they're, they're making art about that because that's, I mean, it's constantly around them. Mm. And just to see um, doesn't necessarily have a, um, it's right to compare uh, things, but something that always freaked me out within the studies was the um, lack of, of inhalt of, um, you know, like uh, the, the topics that people were doing their artwork about or if mm. it was, if they read something. I mean, so many didn't even read books or didn't watch music or didn't have like any, any outer connection to, to something that inspires them or kind of like they can't do different than finding a way of, of translating again into something visual or something musically and also musically uh, the most progressive um, electronic sounds are all coming from China at the moment um, just a feeling mm. is this what drew you into uh, contacting to developing a relationship with the Hong Kong station I mean um, it's something I I wrote like I got in contact with them because I'm very interested in the, um, going to Asia for some time. Um, and it was based on, on Japan, on, on two stays in Japan, and an already established connection I have there with uh, musicians and friends. And um, so I was just like doing some research around because I'm, I'm not a strategist, not at all, but I always writing emails and I'm just mm. active. <laughs> so I just... Yeah, got in contact by accident with uh, the Hong Kong station and they um, proposed me to do this show. Yeah. Excellent. So that's really cool. And is the show going out at the moment now? Uh, there was one episode just on Thursday, yeah, like last uh, week. Yeah. And were you happy with how it went? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a guest mix. I mean, it was working out <laughs> yeah <laughs> I definitely relate to what you were saying about I do a show um, on refuge worldwide in Berlin mm. at the moment and it's not that regular but it I've definitely because I'm writing the book at the moment I definitely had this kind of feeling of realizing I had a show booked about a day before it was booked ages uh, ago and then <laughs> coming around and then going okay 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 and then it's that sort of strange thing of thinking what do I want to play but mm -hmm. also what what am I really connected to at the moment rather than, yeah. you know, there's a combination of I have to find a few things, but I have to find things that I'm really connected to and find a way into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not that easy. <laughs> no, no. Also, like uh, when you're, um, I mean, one day before it's really really tough I guess <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I mean I love the album um as well I, it's, it's something that I think um I was really interested in like quite a few aspects of the process of the album as well because you talk about the importance of daily rituals in your life and the album feels very much like listening to it feels very 
trance-like, very inducive of, of passing on a kind of a, a feeling of going into a state of ritual when I, at least that's my impression when I hear it on, on me anyway. And I, I wanted to kind of go back and ask you what the, the, the beginning stages of the process for this album was. I mean, um, there has been, or there has been this uh, visual output um, for the tracks each like these uh, small votive figures. I think they were the most, um, like, um, maybe mostly the aspect of bringing all the songs together because some of the songs were from the time span. Um, they were from a few years back and some that were um, more actual and more um, closer to the release also. So I can say that the um, tracks are all connected or all from the same time, from the same mindset was mm. completely different. Um, but to think about which songs, like which ones to pick, because there were a lot of projects. So a bit like trying, uh, having a kind of relation with each other. And um, the ritual itself, I mean, it's always... Um, I mean, ritual is a very, also this term is a very, um, you just get these uh, pictures in the head with uh, like ritual, like something like witchery and mm, very wicker man or something. Yeah, yeah. so wicked. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just um, perhaps something, um, or maybe there's a few, if you make a ritual, you know what's happening or I mean you don't basically know what's happening but you have you have ways or you have have your um behavior uh to reach something or you kind of lead the way towards something mm -hmm. and that could be um described um how I make my take on making music when I'm um in the studio I'm I'm just following something that is um based on intuition, I would say, and um, everything can happen, everything is allowed. And I'm sitting there, very, con like, concentration might also be be something um, important, and, and then it can go on for some hours, and, um, and that's it then. I mean, I'm, I usually stop when I'm, when I'm bored, and that is very, that happened, but that happens very fast, and then go, on to the next project. So I'm, I'm, I don't know, there's some, um, some trust um, or just, just a feeling that I'm following probably also being the key of the ritual is a feeling of um, letting go of something also like to um, decide, okay, I'm, I'm finished for now and mm. I can send it over and um, let it become song or something yeah that's an amazing way of describing it and do you is it the um say do the uh the is the con so you're saying that the concept of what the ritual is does it emerge over the process of making the song or do you have an idea beforehand of what you're trying to kind of uh what the ritual is what you're trying to encounter or, or manifest i guess Actually not. I mean, sometimes there's some, I mean, in difficult times, 
you certainly have some overwhelming feelings and I'm always it's always my first step on um, trying to find the right words and try to express something because I know that something big is going on at the moment yeah and then I also don't know how this will sound like I think that's also quite um, something um, that interests me so much or mostly with sound is that it's so um, is able to be that direct and um, come from so like it's just like an direct and, and also through through articulation through words I mean it's it's yeah it's uh, very fascinating um, about music for me and um, but also sometimes um, I can be surprised um, that I find myself suddenly making music and um, and when I listen to the also the lyrics um, they're sometimes in English or mostly in English and I find words in there and um, it hasn't been like it's gibberish or it's just like ah, blah, 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 blah. and then I listen to the lyrics and I understand something or I can also find ah oh that's that's going on at the moment or I'm or something is happening and then then I hear back on the vocals and I'm ah as I would as if I would have known already or I felt something already coming coming up and then something is, ha, has really happened and I listen back and it's yeah so it's really yeah kind of um fi also finding to yourself kind of it's a bit can be very <laughs> strange sometimes <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really interesting <laughs> idea isn't it that like something like music is is so pure that you kind of mentioned there that yeah. it, it comes from within and it's you know like in sound itself is something that you know it is of all of the kind of forms of expression it's something that doesn't have a physical body you know I mean it might do in terms of how we actually make it but it it doesn't in terms of like actual sound it's it's amazing that it's something that kind of begins inside the body kind of actually yeah becomes something that doesn't have any physical form and you know and we can't really escape escapes the wrong word because that sounds like we want to escape from it um, <laughs> unless it's Ed Sheeran which I would like to escape from you know if I'm in a but it's <laughs> sorry <laughs> but no, no. <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's it's I get and I guess it sort of like goes into the idea of like uh there's a transcendental nature to to sound and I, I kind of feel when I'm listening to your music and other music as well that does have a trance-like feeling that there, there is a sort of transcendental nature to it. Do you feel, is that is that something that you try to, not maybe try to, but is that something that you connect with when when the inspiration comes to you and when, uh, when you feel that the music's telling you something? Mm, I mean, I'm always just something I can very or what I feel comfortable with um, is to have the um, effect of the reverb on the vocals also when I'm doing the jams like I'm always putting the effect like um, on the vocals just to um, I don't know it's it's it kind of it's kind of an illusion of space I mean which could also be something transcendental um, and um, to to uh, I mean, if there's reverb, how it means there's um, some something bigger, bigger around, and or or the room. I mean, it's a tiny room I'm recording, or 
just the absurdity of sitting imagine to sit anywhere you want but you hear your voice uh, with headphones and reverb the space completely changes and um, it, it's an undefined like space also and i mean most of the instruments are also used with uh, effects and, and stuff so probably that's um something i also need with the music but also i'm um, i don't know like I mean, as I started, I was just playing piano, um, like freestyle piano in the house of uh, my parents and singing. And um, I also still do that every time when I come back to this um, house. The first thing I'm doing is going to that piano and just improvising stuff. I mean, that's and it doesn't have reverb or but it's also a very known space and a very... Um, a place that has changed of course for other um for other circumstances but it's also some some idea or some something that takes me back to to feeling i also know so yeah <laughs> definitely I love, yeah reverb is is really interesting isn't it because i think uh, i think i read in an interview somewhere that you kind of comparing reverb to like such like a and your voice to not your voice, but the voice, a voice through reverb to sort of like a church like situation, you know, and um, and it is and that is interesting to be in a small space and the reverb kind of transforms the space around you and stuff like that. You so mentioned about self hypnosis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is what where, where does self hypnosis play into everything? Mm, I mean, the self hypnosis is can only be described that when that you have the um, realization of that you have been somewhere like that you wake up again and it just happens i mean it's not something i'm i'm um driving myself into like in like it's not an intention um but like especially i think i said this with the album because there was um some some songs of the album were recorded in Strausberg. I mean, it's close to Berlin. It's a place in the countryside where I also grew up. And like, there's a few, like we have a few workshops there. It's a very great place at the lake. And, and there's some uh, workshop for every material. And I took one, one of these uh, small houses and took, made a studio in there for summer. And I was just in there um, always starting in the afternoon or afternoon or more in the night and making music the whole um, time. And I was um, also being myself um, in general, like it was probably one month only on the countryside and then doing this until the um, late, late uh, morning and um, going for a swim and going to sleep afterwards. So there was definitely some, um, some moments where I, I was so uh dwelled or like um, so covered in music that waking up from that felt like ah, i must have been uh, gone somewhere else and i also had a couple of days in the studio like um it just got dark outside and i was sitting there and then someone from my studio came like hey Rosa, you're good <laughs> because i was staring at my computer and hadn't realized that also the entire light situation changed so it's it's just coming over me I, I can't really i don't know 
has never been different. <laughs> I hope it will never change. <laughs> but that's great, isn't it? I think that is, you just sort of describe a state that I feel when people are really in the zone of what they do, that's the yeah. sort of thing, like like when I when I I find with my writing that if I'm not in the flow, it's just I'm looking for excuses to do something else. I'm, I'm, I feel like a cat. I feel like a cat um, in one of those things that they transport a cat to when they're going to uh, the the vets on a train. You know, they're just like, yeah. and and when I when I am in the zone, it's just suddenly it's, it's six seven hours have passed, and you know, it's just, and I've been in this microcosm of shuffling words and making them feel real to myself and um it's it's really interesting isn't it how we can kind of get lost and but also like how having some you used to sort of mention there about having a routine and that to, is that quite important as well do you think to find a routine that works for yourself because what you described there is very very different in terms of a routine with the summer house from um say how some other people might do stuff mm, i mean a routine um i mean the only routine i try to find is um to have a um good circle of of everything because i think when everything is don't want to sound like that but um not healthy but um because healthy sounds so healthy but <laughs> when i don't know when I'm, I'm pretty sure that everything is kind of connected. And um, if I'm good to myself, if I'm good to others, if I'm cooking good good food, if I'm um, sleeping enough and, and have a have a balance of, of different um, things that directly influences also um, my routine or yeah, as a as a um, artistry person you're so yeah your routine is only depending on you and yeah I really try to um yeah just go to the studio like every day and what I'm doing more at the moment is um because that that's also maybe a bit meditative I think some some concentration stuff also really helps is to um make images using uh, paillette and needles like um like this and i it's i mean i have three of them here right for the sake of uh audio that's like a little little kind uh, of just yeah. a drawing pin kind of little pin needle yeah, yeah 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 it's a little needle and so it's a i mean i can show you i mean it doesn't it's not something uh you can see in the podcast but yeah there's this and there's them and one has already i don't know it really helps me at the moment too so that's the latest one oh, amazing okay that's, yeah i, I don't, don't even know how to describe that in audio um <laughs> but I, I think that's great i mean i think you know maybe maybe people's imagination kind of maybe it activates in people's imagination but but you know and i wouldn't want to do them a disservice to describe something for a Zoom, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean, apart from they yeah, look great. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, but it's, I mean, that's really helping me when I'm here and I am i don't always know what I have to work on. I mean, there's email. I mean, it's crazy how many emails mm. you have to do. And 
and with the music like we really um don't miss on on new music it's because i'm working with a producer together which also allows me to be quite um free or quite um progressive also with the music because as soon as i'm i'm glad with what i um have been jamming i can send it over and someone else is listening to it but he's also not um there's such a core um structure already that it's only things to adjust like on empathizing mm. elements a bit more and stuff like that so but that gives it a, like a good uh, development and so there doesn't have to be a routine of constantly making music because it's just happening all the time you're, you're living in it and there's a process around you yeah and also everything that is happening it's becoming music the whole time and I'm a person that is emotionally driven and open and I would say honest also or I have some values I, I don't know I keep some values in my life and I think that also um, makes things move around me I mean that makes things happen good and bad uh, <laughs> yeah, I, nice I think, and sad yeah no totally <laughs> I, yeah. I think like um like I think things like ethics and also kind of connected to what you're saying about meditation and and sort of treating people how you want to be treated yourself and yeah. and sort of like the way that the kind of that this sort of universe kind of element of of that <laughs> is, <laughs> without wanting to sound woo-woo you know, but it, yeah, yeah, but, but no, uh, no. and um, it, it is it is a really interesting way of just being with life, isn't it? As well as like there's a, uh, I have times when I feel very, I can kind of see that if I've responded to well to other people's intentions and met them myself in a fair way i notice how my my world is nice nicer around me and mm -hmm. i notice when i'm short and when i do things quickly because i'm tired or when i'm you know when i'm making shortcuts on my own life i definitely notice mm -hmm. that my life feels quite short and dry myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's true and what was this sort of going going back to the early years um and and so you, you grew up in vienna no 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 in uh, berlin i'm a berliner oh you're a berliner yeah, right yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it was study that made you move to yeah uh, yeah right and which part of berlin did you you don't actually meet many people actually from berlin mm, um, <laughs> you're actually a berliner whereabouts from um charlottenburg Okay, so do you feel that um, there's a part of what you do in your creativity that comes out of being a Berliner? Mm, I mean, definitely some influences uh, happened because um, when I, I think that was probably one of the most important festivals for me when I was younger was the first or second edition of um, Atonal. Mm. And I don't know, I haven't been to Atonal this year, but um, I was told that it wasn't very Atonal, mm. just from what Atonal is <laughs> um, as a music. And um, yeah, that was kind of like one of the first events that was very important. I, I, back then I was 
um, probably 13 or 14 or something. So the early impact of, of um, a lot of music in a young age. Also, yeah, growing up with jazz and, and stuff like that. But that didn't have such an impact as the electronic music um, had. Like the one I picked, I chose myself to go mm -hmm. there. And yeah, definitely the clubs also. Like I was very interested in the nightlife and um something yeah also something which is connected with the um like uh something dissolving or being able to dissolve rooms and and sounds and and everything gets a bit mute or not muted but um dumpf maybe maybe i i will look this one time i will look um, that's fine it's good to be precise uh, <laughs> sometimes you know when you need to be precise and other times yeah. where yeah <laughs> <laughs> not because also i i think that the english word is actually really nice and i really like it yeah dull no muffled but mm. like just when when you have all the bus and you have the fog machine and you have the light everything is a bit more like yeah in german you say dumpf yeah dumpf yeah yeah right so i mean i'm kind of thinking i can i picture what you mean but i mean knowing what english is like there's loads of words to describe the same thing and i i so it could be like muted um, yeah maybe it's muted or just like reduced like i mean mm. when you have a clear sight and everything is super sharp Mm. Um, there's less for you to to escape and or to to search your own um, own uh, way of um, dealing with with that room and also maybe it's connected with um I'm, I'm uh, short sighted uh. from my eyes so mm. has always been a big relaxation when I'm um, like I'm wearing contact lenses now mm. so everything I see everything sharp but I was long not having contact lenses and seeing my surrounding very mixed all <laughs> very mm. verschwommen and yeah i think that's um maybe yeah something i can relate with and i think also with, with your with at least with votives as well like you know you're playing um i didn't go through and sort of measure it but it sort of there's it does feel like very much you're playing on a lot of the time one note and one key you know in terms mm -hmm. of like you know the synthesizers and um and this kind of idea of drone which i also relate to with atonal and also with with techno and these kind mm -hmm. of spaces um do you think that the idea of, of, of drone is something that has always appealed to you yes yeah yeah definitely because it's i don't know i mean also like um when when you have a have a sound in one track mm. it's the same also with i mean i don't also yeah it depends but i do really enjoy um tracks or um i mean I, i'm always um listening to lyrics if there's lyrics but if there's no lyrics i like elements that have a that continue to be there or that kind of stick in your um stick in your head or I don't know. Give some, give some touch to it. There's some, some tracks um, that I have an as um, as a as a favorite track continuously because there has been something that touched me so emotionally, mm. and it's mostly yeah when there's some some sound frame around it and 
drones have this ability of, of I don't know, it's like like a screw, like that's going to be screwed in you. <laughs> <laughs> like the drone, it's, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. And you sort of mentioned as well in an interview that you sort of, or I don't even know if it was an interview, it might have just been, it's something that I grabbed and I thought I want to ask you about, and I can't remember if it's something someone wrote about you or an interview, but about rejecting systematic training and finding your own access to making music. And I know we've kind of touched on this beforehand in terms of uh, perceptions of the art world and also how you found your way into making music. But I I wanted to just ask you just a little bit more about that, about um, what was the process for you in, what do you mean by systematic training and what was the process for you in rejecting it? I started with piano lessons and I um I cut them down um, as a young child already um as soon as um I had to learn melodies or or be like just learn how to play something and how to play perfect and that there's this one way of of playing that um that music because it's written I mean that's that's one thing and I didn't I had the feeling that it's yeah that it's not really um opening up opportunities it's more um closing the opportunities of of um being free and uh, being free <laughs> but, um being able to improvise because being able to improvise you I mean you always Maybe sometimes you think of something. I mean, you have your um, you have things that you're inspired by, definitely. But um, it just didn't felt right. And I had this. I mean, I had um, traverse flute lessons for six years almost, and um, that was a that was a different take on that instrument than the piano because I had the piano found myself as something I can I can improvise on in the traverse food. I didn't thought so that it's um but I'm using it now again, which is nice. I like the idea of um it's also some knowledge. I mean it's something you learn how to play an instrument. You have to be shown by someone. It's not that you put the trumpet on your lips and you directly know how to mm. how to do it. Um, or with the traverse food, like it's different uh like a different touch every time but um how you play the instrument i think it's really i really enjoy when it's not told by someone i'm really my voice is so bad i'm so sorry no no it's it's not bad at all no it's uh i think it's it's good i i I kind of it's interesting what you're saying i think um i feel that there's uh um because I, I wasn't classic I'm a musician as well or I was mm. anyway but I, I I wasn't classically trained and um and um it's interesting when I look back on on decisions and the way I've looked at life based on the fact that I wasn't classically trained compared to mm. maybe if I do when I if I had been and I don't know what I'd be like if I had been at all um but yeah. I do know that it's sort of for, for friends and people I've known that have been maybe very, very classically trained in jazz or classical. Some of them do find it quite difficult to break out of these kind of structures, mm. you know, yeah. uh, to find a way of playing something. 
I don't want you. Yeah, I'm not going to say the word free, even though I've just said it. But <laughs> again, but, yeah. it, but it's quite. It's it's a different thing to kind of be able to just play how you want to. I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there don't like there don't have to be rules. I mean, it's a it's the same. I was confused with um, my studies sometimes, and probably also with with uh, this this lessons that I had on instruments that someone is telling you that you can't do something. Mm. I, I, I don't know. It just made me, and to decide actively that I, that I'm choosing something which I can't decide how I, how I do it. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not, yeah. it's not like something that has to be precisely right. So that other people's lives are, yeah. are safe because of it, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's no safety at all for me. Like it never has been safe for me to, to, to rely on, on, on structures. I mean, also, <laughs> I mean, that can be seen on a lot of structures. I mean, do you find that there is something kind of in a way kind of perversely fun about the fact that there are structures there and you know that you don't want to stick to them? Mm, I'm not thinking about it too often. Right, that's good. Yeah, it is a good <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think I've got everything, Rosa. So oh, cool. Yeah. cool. Thank you so, so much. Great. I, I enjoyed to talk. Thank yeah, me you. too as well. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Then. Right. So that was Rosa and Schultz talking with me, Paul Hanford for Lost and Sounds. Around about November-ish last year, I think I can kind of remember it was kind of like still not freezing. It was still, you know, you want to wear a coat, but you're not kind of freezing. Um, now it's a beautiful spring day. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much, Rosa, for, for your words and, and taking time to, time to chat with me. Uh, thank you so much to my dear, beautiful friend, Agatha Smith, who kind of liaised and organized that interview. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to ESO for doing the stonking music at the beginning, at the end of every episode that you hear. If you like the sound of that, please do go and check out ESO's Instagram page. There's a handle I always put on the descriptor. And uh, a little reminder, my book, Coming to Berlin, is actually available now. It came out on Thursday. Can't fucking believe it. If you want to check out other English language podcasts from Berlin, head over to bearradio.org. I hope you're having a really, really lovely day. And I hope you just have like some really amazing email today that just changes your week about a million times for the better. Lots of love. Chat to you soon.